Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thank you for listening to our program here today and or watching it, picking up on YouTube. It is uh, June 20th, uh, 2022, a beautiful day here in Chicago, and thanks for, uh, like I said, thanks for taking some time to listen. Uh, We were going to make a jump here from uh, the situation going on in Ukraine with Catholic Relief Services to... Well, something kind of a little bit more amorphous, but uh, very important here to our work here in this country. Um, we are privileged enough, uh, privileged to have with us Aaron Weldon. He is with the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and I think his title is, I don't know what his title is, but I know him as the uh, person who chairs the uh, Religious Liberty Committee for the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Aaron, are you with us? Hey, there he yes, is. hi. It's good to see you again. Good. I haven't seen you since um, when you were a consultant to I our committee. Consultant. Uh, in oh. last time I saw you was in Baltimore. I recall a few years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, I think that's right. Four that's or five right. years ago, right? That's right. That's right. I think you were just kind of sort of you were you were there for a while, but you had uh, you had been there for a bit. But uh, no, th- thank you for taking some time this morning to join us. Tell us. Um, you know, I remember when this was started, I think it was back in 08, 09, somewhere around there, and I think the bishops were just very concerned about, I, I, I don't know if it was their concern, but I think they wanted to put more of a focus and a, and a, and a spotlight on something we kind of take for granted, which is our religious freedom, our religious liberty. And I think we should probably be a little bit more appreciative of, of, of what we have. Uh, we take that for granted. Yeah. yeah. Tell us a little bit about um, Religious Freedom Week uh, coming up and, and when it starts and ends. I think that's very important. I thought that was really yes. clever. Well, yeah. So so I don't forget, it starts June 22nd right. um, and ends June 29th. It begins the Feast of Saints Thomas More and John Fisher, and it ends on the uh, Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul. Um, some, some folks who listeners might remember the old Fortnite for freedom, right? This is sort of the successor to the Fortnite, which back then that, that also started on the feast of Saints Thomas More and John Fisher. Um, when we went from being an ad hoc committee to a regular committee, um, the idea was to, to kind of shorten it, to make it a little more focused. Um, in some ways it's more focused in terms of a period of time. Um, but in another sense, we actually kind of broaden the, the, the types of issues that we are covering. Um, and I'm happy to talk about that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to talk about that. Actually, I think this is a really good idea. Uh, I think you're one of them. You're going to kick it off with um, walking with moms in need. You have things in there about ch- religious freedom in China. Uh, I think there's a, a concern about church vandalism. Yeah, there it is. It's up on the screen. Yeah. Walk us through yeah. some, of the, some of the topics. How, and how are we doing this? Yeah. Well, so so the the theme this year is life and dignity for all. And the main reason for that is that we we foresaw, you know, we planned these things, as you know, you know, Wrong time ba- much earlier in the year than, than you know, ba- when we were talking about this back in January. Mm-hmm. But we knew that the decision in the Dobbs case um, about that that could possibly overturn Roe v. Wade, we knew that that would probably that decision would come out around the time of Religious Freedom Week. And so the thought was we should focus on areas where religious liberty and pro-life issues kind of intersect with each other. So when you're looking at those topics, you see um, Walking with Moms in Need, um, that's that's an initiative that was, that's been uh, spearheaded by our pro-life uh, committee and secretariat. The basic idea there is is for parishes to kind of do an assessment of 
what resources are available in their local community. Mm-hmm. The hope being that that moms would know that you could uh, an expectant mother or a mother facing a difficult pregnancy uh, would know that a Catholic parish is a place where you can go and get connected with resource. So the idea isn't for them to become pregnancy resource centers themselves, but that they would be able to accompany moms uh, who, who are in need. So again, that's, you know, we, we wanted to kind of focus on these areas where we're looking at religious liberty and, and areas where the kind of that are more would be more considered pro-life type issues. Uh, so we have the walking with moms in need is one of those types of, of areas. Um, probably the biggest one that I don't know that we could have anticipated would be as intense as it's turning out to be is the church vandalism. Yeah. I want to talk uh, about that issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, back in, I, we have been, uh, looking and we have been concerned about vandalism and attacks on mm-hmm. houses of worship um, before we were following these sorts of issues just for Catholics. It was more of kind of to be in solidarity with people of other religious communities who deal with these issues, yes. you know, in a more intense way than we do. Um, so in back in 2020 was when we really first started tracking it, attacks on Catholic churches and, um, and so we had noticed in, in tracking these these events that, I, you know, a lot of the times it's like a statue is vandalized right. uh, in some way. Uh, and so in those cases, you don't really know why. And, and we have not tried to suggest that we know why these it's happening, you know. But there are cases where where people do leave graffiti and they leave messages and a fair bit of those times when they've done that it, it's focused on the church's um, position on on the on life right and so we kind of anticipated heading into the Dobbs decision that this could be a big issue again of course we could not have imagined that there would be a leak of the draft opinion from the Supreme Court and then we would see even before Religious Freedom Week, this kind of upsurge of of events like this. So, so that's definitely a big focus for us this year is the the church vandalism. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that topic is um, I, I was out last week. Um, we were on a family vacation in South Dakota, so I was kind of in a remote part of the the country. But uh, I, I was contacted. This is a real issue. This is a potentially dangerous issue, this this vandalism issue. I think we've seen some pregnancy resource centers already attacked, and there's some information out there from some, I would term them radical groups, about their intending to harm uh, pro-life type uh, service delivery mm-hmm. centers. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that here in Illinois, the Illinois State Police has reached out to us and they wanted to, mm-hmm. there's a training that they have. Uh, so it's not just our, ourselves who are concerned. I think you see some of the authorities who are also uh, being vigilant, um, gratefully, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of trying to be proactive and, and, and give us tips on what to do and not to do and things like that. Uh, I was, we mm-hmm. were just coincidentally in, in La Crosse, Wisconsin, last, yesterday coming back from our trip, and 
and and the pastor there is preparing for uh, some some cautionary things that that he's already putting in place in in case there's an incidence next week. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very uh, yeah, it's alarming that um, here we are on religious you know liberty week uh, or religious freedom week that we're talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. Not so much religious freedom, but but defending that freedom in, in a way that I don't I had not anticipated doing a, a year ago. Yeah, I mean, when I first started working for this in this office or as a staff member to this committee, you know, the big issues back when this kind of began were, you know, the the contraceptive mandate, the little sisters of the poor. Mm -hmm. That was sort of the impetus for the bishops in a lot of ways to to establish a committee on these issues. And then there's also for a long time been these ways where there's clashes um, with the concerns about sexual orientation and gender identity and, you know, the freedom of institutions to operate in accordance with their own principles. So that those are kind of that that has been, yep. you know, sort of at the forefront for a while. And, and even still, I mean, we're still concerned about the the ability or, or the 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 space for church institutions to be able to operate in accordance with their with their beliefs and with their principles. But yeah, I never could have imagined that we, I was going to be tracking, at, you know, these sorts of attacks on on churches. And again, I mean, you don't want to be right. I know what you're say. We we haven't had like where say somebody has actually harmed somebody in a church yet. So that's that's good. I mean, because other faith communities, as we know, have 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 faced this in a much much worse way. And so right. we don't want to like exaggerate what's happening i agree i think that that's Mm -hmm. important um but i i you know frankly i mean i'm proud of the way that we we were talking about this before we were looking at it for catholics like Mm -hmm. we were we were saying this as a principle that houses of worship should not be attacked um and this the nonprofit security grant program is a program that provides funding for nonprofits, Mm -hmm. including houses of worship and religious schools to kind of to, to increase security. And we, we were supporting that and advocating for more increased funding to that. When, as far as we knew, no Catholics were taking advantage of the program. The, it, the point was to be in solidarity with primarily Jewish, Jewish and Muslim right. communities. So, And we did the same thing here uh, in Illinois. Uh, we're grateful to our governor who put, uh, I think it was $20 million in the budget that just passed. And it was mostly mm-hmm. done at the request of uh, the Orthodox Jewish community and the Jewish Federation. And I had one of the representatives of the Jewish Federation on this program to talk about that. And and But but you're right. Uh, it, it's one of those deals where I, I never really anticipate. We did it because it's the right thing to do uh, for mm-hmm. any denomination. Uh, but it's true that mostly the target has been on the Jewish community. But, you know, now it looks like, geez, you know, we could be part of this, too. So, yeah, we did. Yeah. We advocated for that as well. You know what, Aaron? Let's take a quick break. It, it, we got about 15 minutes to go. Um, they're kind of bugging me here. Let's okay. take a quick break and then we'll run down the, the list of some of the other. Uh, uh, I think it's Prayer Reflect Act, uh, things that we can oh, sure. pray about uh, during uh, Religious Freedom Week. Uh, We're talking with Aaron Weldon. He is with the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Uh, He is the specialist for religious liberties. And uh, don't go away. We're going to come right back to talk to Aaron.
Catholic Charities is establishing a forum for dialogue and debate about complex issues in our world involving social values, faith, social justice, and the mission of charity. We are convening professionals who influence corporate, philanthropic, and government decision-making to foster greater awareness about the needs of our region and the power of faith in serving. Join us for the first gathering of the St. Martin de Porres Society on Wednesday, June 22nd at the Newberry Library, 60 West Walton Street in Chicago. St. Martin de Porres was a Peruvian lay brother of the Dominican order who is noted for his work on behalf of the poor. At this inaugural event, Bishop Robert Lombardo and Sally Blount, Catholic Charities President and Chief Executive Officer, will lead a discussion on poverty and the Catholic response. For more information on attending this special event, call 312-948-6797 or email us at partners at catholiccharities.net. Forty-four for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun, and they get it. I see that light bulb go off, and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? What? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Get ready for a fabulous day of golf for a great cause. As Catholic Charities 2022 Golf Invitational tees off, at the beautiful Olympia Fields Country Club on Monday, June 27th. Gather your friends, family members, and work colleagues for a day that is sure to be a highlight of your summer. Enjoyable contests and surprises are planned throughout the day to make this one extraordinary golf outing. Proceeds from this event will benefit Catholic Charities programs and services in Cook County. Fantastic sponsorships are still available for an invitational that is one of the most popular summer golf events in Chicago. Don't miss the 2022 Catholic Charities Golf Invitational on June 27. For more information, go to catholiccharities.net or call 847-226-5697. That's 847-226-5697. Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois. Today on June 20th, uh, big day, uh, post-Father's Day, Juneteenth. Uh, 
a lot of speculation about a lot of different things out there. Boy, it uh, could be a big media week this week and next week. Uh, so let's continue our conversation with uh, Aaron, Aaron Wilden of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. He is a program specialist in the Religious Freedom for Religious Freedom Week, talking before the break about the concerns about you know vandalism, that kind of thing, and Catholic churches, and also with the Walking with Moms in Need program. But there's many other aspects of Religious Freedom Week, and um, Aaron, I don't know some of them, you know, just running down the list, uh, adoption and foster care, uh, the church does promote that adoption uh, and, and as a fun a uh, special place for those parents who become foster parents. Uh, it the, One of the other mentions on your list is the taxpayer funding of abortion, uh, religious freedom in China, which is an interesting one, um, <clears throat> pregnancy resource centers that do such a great job, healthcare workers, we've been so grateful to them, especially over the COVID price, crisis, and and also about free speech. Um, mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that. I, I, I know, you know, it's a little bit of, uh, once again, um, I, I think these things that the bishops are trying to do are really helpful and and we should focus on them more we take these things for granted so much in our society and I, I know especially with 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 younger people the fact that we can do what we do here in this country is just sort of taken for granted and you know mm-hmm. I think it's it's important for the bishops to call attention to that and to sort of slow people down for a bit and say look you know we should be especially grateful to uh, God and and to our country for all the freedoms we have and the ability we have to do what we do and mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes we just sort of take those things for granted and uh, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about that but I think it's nice that uh, that all those topics were included. Um, it's a it's a very uh, encompassing list, and uh, and it's interesting how you broke it down in each day uh, for different yeah. focus of each day. Yeah, we kind of had the thought that it would be somewhat similar, um, almost like a no similar to a novena. Um, it's not quite nine days, but the same kind of concept mm-hmm. that for each day of Religious Freedom Week, there's a you know a different prayer intention for some religious liberty topic, a prayer intention, so that's the pray part, and then a a brief reflection on what the issue is all about. Again, very short, so I think it's Mm -hmm. pretty digestible. And then some sort of action. I know that one of the things we're all aware of on our committee and on staff is that some of these religious liberty issues can be difficult. It can feel like, what what can I do? Because often we're looking at Supreme Court cases and right. stuff like that. But like, you can't really take action once it gets once an issue gets to the Supreme Court. So we try to suggest different actions that people can take, whether it's contacting their elected officials. Um, and in one case, with the related to the church vandalism stuff. One of the things we actually say is uh, or suggest as an action is, you know, share some way that the beauty of your parish or or some Catholic artwork has sh- share how it's been meaningful for you, you know, because we're not mm-hmm. we want to counter some of these bad things with with positive things or to say like religious freedom um, is for something it's it's right. for us to be able to make a contribution in society or it's for us to to share the beauty of our faith in public and that's part of why the church vandalism is so offensive because it it kind of mars that the the, these often very public 
because it's often churches that are they're public spaces you yep. know mm-hmm. um yeah but i i just think you know you send that with the bringing up the free speech for example i mean one of the things our director dan balzerak my director mm-hmm. um often will say is that if we're if we're asking for religious liberty to have space to take action so it's important then to actually exercise religious freedom by doing the things that we're we're trying to mm-hmm. clear out space for right, right? right so right. free speech it's not enough just to complain about infringements on free speech you have to actually speak right you know uh, so so yeah that's uh we, we always try to like cover a variety of of issues where that related to religious liberty over yeah. the course of the week say something do something don't just like sort of complain about we're having our, our rights impinged it's a it's a good point um Aaron, mm-hmm. anything anything we missed um anything you want to add that I, that I didn't cover because I want to make sure that um you know people know about this um, we're encouraging pastors and everybody to participate in the religious freedom week I know some do some don't they do it at various levels but uh, I, I think it's great that that menu of options is out there for 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 parishes to participate in and so uh, it's a great program I think what you break it down mm-hmm. is really helpful it gives people sort of you know little bites to digest as opposed to before where there was just kind of out there um so, yeah. so thanks to you and your staff um anything i missed about uh, religious freedom week well one thing i would want to make a plug for Please. is this past year we did our first um religious liberty essay contest oh. and the winners of the essay contest can be found on our religious freedom uh, website. So that's usccb.org slash Religious Freedom Week. Um, you can find a link there to our essay contest winners. This was our very first year to oh, do great. it. Um, I think the essays turned out really great. Um, so if you want to see what some high school juniors and seniors had to say about religious liberty, um, check it out. I'm very proud to present that this year. And uh, that's something I think we'll keep doing. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once again, that's doing something. Yeah. It's, it's kind of mm-hmm. focusing attention. If you're going to take the time to write an essay, you're going to know what you're talking about. So uh, especially mm-hmm. for kids. And I mentioned that at the beginning. I think so many people just sort of take this, especially young people, take this for granted. It's good that teachers are encouraging their their students to do so. And up on the screen now, you can see uh, uh, the note you have on your web page about congratulations to the uh, winners of this year's uh, Religious Freedom Essay Contest. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, good. Uh, that's It that looks like uh, the winning student was one more. I can't tell. Does it say that? Uh, the the top the winning student is from Tomball, Texas, and then second place was from Spring, Texas, and third was from Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. So it's kind of amazing. Two of them are from close, not the same school, but they were from close by. Both because uh, you know when we judge them, we had no idea the yeah. identities of yeah. the yeah. students. So. Yeah, Texas is te- yeah. See, everything's bigger in Texas, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Aaron, really, thanks so much for taking some time this morning. Great job. Uh, we'll see what we can do to promote this material, uh, get it out there to the pastors. And thank you for your work. God bless you and everything you're doing for the bishops and Religious Freedom Week. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's good to talk to you yeah, again. Yeah, great. It was talking, good talking to you again. That's right. I was a consultant to that committee a long time ago. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is uh, Bob Gilligan from the Catholic Conference of Illinois. Uh, thank you for listening to our show this morning. I mentioned at the outset of the program I talk about the uh, primary election, but we don't have much time. Go vote on June 28th, big election. Um, a lot of attention on the Republican governor's side of the race because the incumbent, J.B. Pritzker, is not challenged. 
that race is receiving a lot of attention, uh, as well as uh, the Democratic Secretary of State office. Uh, there's a primary there, as there is on the Republican side. I don't mean to uh, omit them. There's a, a primary there. So there's a lot of uh, good uh, ele- uh, choices out there uh, of candidates. Um, there's a lot of congressional primaries going on. Um, big one in Chicago and uh, obviously downstate that we're going to be hearing a lot about this week as I think the president is coming into town and the vice president, the president is coming in town, the vice president is coming today. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting races out there. Uh, get involved, uh, get informed, and uh, cast your vote according to the bishop's document. Uh, faithful citizenship, uh, both form and inform your conscience as you prepare to vote. Wish you had more time to go over the particulars of the race, but we do not. Uh, so thanks again for listening. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and uh, we will be back on the third Monday in the month of July. Wow, summer is cranking right along. Have a good week. Thanks, everybody.